is there a good example that can illustrate what it is that examiners are expecting of us when we are writing at a bit two level for an exam such as the Cambridge exam? Is it something that we could use to give us an idea? There sure is one. Keep on listening. Writing tracks. How to write anything. Now let's have a look at the kind of articles that you are going to be expected to produce while taking exams if you are taking a B2 exam Cambridge style. The prompt will go something like this. Uh, you see the following announcement on your college notice board. My best friend. Tell us about your best friend for the college newspaper. We want to know, number one, how you met this person. Number two, why he or she is so special to you. We will publish the most interesting articles next week. Write your article. This is the kind of prompt that you're can expect of you that you'll expect to, to find in your, in your exam. They're giving you plenty of information here. So they for start they say you see the following announcement on your college notice board. So who is it going to be addressed to? To someone your age and someone who is at college, someone who is 18, 20 something, teenager, young adult. Then again it's going to be my best friend and it has to be interesting and Tell us about your best friend for the college newspaper and we want to know how you met this person. So that's going to be one of the most important paragraphs, how you met that person and why he or she is so special to you. Like explaining and making sure that that relationship is good and sound and that it is above all interesting. Cool. So it's an easy task. We need to write first an intro then we need to write at least one paragraph explaining how we met this person and then another one explaining why he or she is special to you. Then, since we have to make it interesting, I would conclude with a little bit of what the situation is like between us right now or something like that, you know, to make it, to make it really, really interesting. So, as I've said, first, plan for it. Title an intro about uh, who your best friend is, a paragraph about how you met this person, another paragraph about why he or she is special to you, and another paragraph just explaining what the current situation is. Interesting, remember. So, with adverbs, adjectives, little jokes, voc rich vocabulary, let's go for it. <laughs> inseparable friend. There has been my best friend from that day when, aged seven, I climbed onto the school bus to go to my new primary school. I wandered nervously down the bus, which was full of noisy kids shouting and laughing excitedly, and found a place beside a quiet girl with fair hair and friendly green eyes. 
We were both very shy, so we didn't talk much to each other on the way to school, although we smiled at each other timidly. And when we went into class, we naturally sat down together at the same table. Gradually, we got to know each other. We played together in the playground, we visited each other's houses, and our parents soon became firm friends as well. We still share each other's secrets and we have complete confidence in each other. When either of us has a problem, the other is always ready to help. We have so much in common that we spend most of our free time together. We've even been on holiday together sometimes. <laughs> and we still share the same table at school 10 years later. And now, what would this look like with the correct punctuation and in the written form? So let's begin again. An inseparable friend, that will be the title. Then we leave a blank line, blank space, and we move into the first paragraph. Thea has been my best friend from that day when, comma, aged seven, comma, I climbed onto the school bus to go to my new primary school, full stop. This will be the end of the first paragraph, the paragraph describing how we both met. Then we leave a blank line and we begin with the next paragraph. I wandered nervously down the bus, comma, which was full of noisy kids shouting and laughing excitedly, comma, and found a place beside a quiet girl with fair hair and friendly green eyes, full stop. Here I wondered nervously, nervously is an adverb that will give a flowery kind of texture to our writing. I wondered nervously down the bus, comma, which was full of noisy kids shouting and laughing excitedly, comma. This relative clause will appear in between commas to add the idea that this is a non-defining, we are adding extra information. That way we are showing the examiner that we know how to embed a sentence within another sentence when it's an extra bit of information that we are doing it in a neutral tone and that we're expressing this with commas. So let's continue. It said noisy kids shouting and laughing excitedly. Again, excitedly, another adverb. And it is giving us um, a flowery tone, a colorful tone. Again, we are not talking only about kids, we are talking about noisy kids, kids that are making lots of noise. So you immediately get the picture and the picture is far more exciting and far more interesting. So, moving on to the next paragraph, because remember that this paragraph would be I wandered nervously down the bus, which was full of noisy kids shouting and laughing excitedly, and found a place beside a quiet girl with fair hair and friendly green eyes. So, this is kind of setting the scene. So, this is one idea, we have a full stop there, we move to the next paragraph, we leave a blank line there. We were both very shy, comma, so we didn't talk much to each other on the way to school, comma, although we smiled at each other timidly. So we were both very shy, comma, so remember that we have here a comma because what we are doing is we are linking two ideas with one of the fanboys. So we have the logical consequence. Remember the structure that we discussed many, many episodes ago, comma, so we were both very shy, comma, so we didn't talk much to each other on the way to school, comma. 
although we smiled at each other timidly. We're giving an extra piece of information. So school, comma, and then although we smiled at each other timidly. Why is timidly important? Because we are adding variety. Shy, timidly. It's an adverb, but instead of saying shyly or shyly or whatever, timidly. Timidly because it means the same thing and it is adding a different synonym, different ideas. So full stop. Let's recap this one. We were both very shy, comma, so we didn't talk much to each other on the way to school, comma, although we smiled at each other timidly, full stop. And when we went into class, we naturally uh, sat down together at the same table. Remember, and when we went into class, comma, because we're not beginning with um, with the subject here, we're beginning with the time. So, and when we went into class, comma, we naturally sat down together at the same table, full stop. Gradually, comma, we got to know each other, comma, we played together in the playground, comma, we visited each other's houses, comma, and our parents soon became fun friends as well. So now we are listing a whole a range of ideas. So gradually, comma, we're beginning with another verb here, we got to know each other, comma. So that was the first thing that happened. Then the second thing that happened, we played together in the playground, comma. We visited each other's houses, comma. So we are listing ideas. We are listing ideas. We are listing two, three more ideas. And in the last one, it's up to you. You can either you can either use an Oxford comma or not to avoid it altogether. So again, gradually, comma. We got to know each other, comma. This is thing number one. We played together in the playground, comma. Thing number two. We visited each other's houses. Comma, thing number three, and our parents soon became firm friends as well, full stop. So remember, before the end here, either an Oxford comma or not, it's up to you. But the idea is that here we have proven that we know how to use an adverbial start and also that we control lists. And if we opt out for the Oxford comma, then be consistent and use it everywhere. Last paragraph. We still share each other's secrets, comma, and we have complete confidence in one another. We're linking two ideas with one of the fanboys, just adding, adding up things. We still share each other's secrets, comma, and we have complete confidence in each other. Full stop. When either of us have a problem, comma, the other is always ready to help. Full stop. So here we're beginning with a condition, we're not beginning with the main clause, we're beginning with a subordinate clause indicating either time or condition, depending on how you understand it. So when either of us has a problem, comma, the other is always ready to help, full stop. We have so much in common that we spend most of our free time together, full stop. We've even been on holiday together sometimes, full stop. And we still share the same table at school 10 years later, exclamation mark. Here is good to have a small joke at the end or a sweet, cute anecdote. So that would be the thing with the correct punctuation. So finishing even we still share the same table at the school 10 years later, exclamation mark. We could have included rhetorical questions. We'll talk about them right now. So these are the main ingredients that make things work. Now, is there anything that wouldn't work or is there anything we need to watch out for? Well, keep listening, keep listening. Now 
that we have seen an example of what works in the context of an exam, let's pay attention to the typical mistakes that we can make. So mistake number one, your language is too formal. So if you are using linkers such as to sum up on the one hand, on the other hand, think again. These type of linkers are formal, they are used in essays, they are used when you want to express a when you want to present an argument and they are as I've said formal academic and they give a stiff impression so number two mistake number two if you don't use quotes or examples you know you need to use examples you need to use quotes you need to be direct you need to engage your reader okay so that's mistake number two you don't use enough quotes or examples now, number three, number three has to do with uh, questions. So pay attention to this because this is crucial. Almost everyone makes this mistake. Either you don't include enough questions or you include way too many rhetorical questions. Because remember that the rhetorical question is a device. It's a question that you are asking yourself and it doesn't really need to be answered. The purpose of a rhetorical question is to keep your reader pondering and thinking about it and perhaps beginning a reflection in his head. So if you use one per paragraph or two in your whole uh, article, that would be lovely. But if you start bombarding your reader with questions and questions and one in one direction, in another direction, in another direction, you will end up confusing him. So please, 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 attention to this problem. Mistake number three not enough rhetorical questions or way too many and the fourth one it has to do with the title don't include a title that gives away all the info remember that the idea of the title in this case it's to, to be an appetizer to be a clickbait kind of a thing to get your reader thinking mm, i want to read more so don't give it all away that you would do it when you're writing an essay when you want to explain something and you want to be as explicit and as aseptic as you can here you have to be um, creating mystery creating interest it's a very different very different story so remember common mistakes to recap number one your language is too formal and you're using the wrong linkers number two you don't use quotes for examples number three you are using way too many rhetorical questions or you're not even involving your reader and four in your title you are giving away everything so it's like wrapping a present in transparent paper you're giving it away okay i hope that helped so thanks for listening and we'll be together in the next episode Hopefully, we're going to cover and to, to see what it would imply to write an article, but not in the artificial environment of an exam, but how to write the best blogs out there on the internet. So, looking forward to seeing you. As always, happy listening and happy learning. Hi, I'm Mala Jurado, the person behind this podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Writing Tricks. I'll be back with new episodes pretty soon. 
You can find more writing tricks on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, or your favorite podcast directory. Some of you have asked me how to help this podcast. Well, if you find the tricks interesting and you want them to keep coming to your phone, the best way to make sure that this happens is to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. Of course, don't forget to follow it on Twitter and on Facebook at Writing Tricks and on Instagram at Writing Tricks FM. I'll meet you there and I'll see you next time. In the meantime, remember, there are easy tricks to learn how to write anything.